I'm your host, Steve Elkins, and today's date is February 25th, 2024. Before I get back to my next caller again, bring him back on to hear the story about his college college daughters, uh, I, I, hope it's, I hope it's not a nightmare, but uh, I'm willing to listen oh, here. Like not. I said, I, I'm, I'm just glad that I don't have a daughter in college anymore, and this is over. I did miss out something here. I went into a little rant about Donald Trump and no insurrection on January 6th and Steve Bannon, yeah. but I forgot to mention something that Steve Bannon had said. He's been saying over and over and over again, and uh, I'm surprised they haven't attacked him and tried to saddle him with insurrection. But he's basically saying all the time, he's saying it blatantly, saying we need to close down the border or shut down the, the border or shut down the government. Close the border, shut down the border, or shut down the government. I'm surprised they haven't tried to find a way to charge him with an insurrection by saying that. Uh, but over and over, he keeps saying it. But again, he, like I said, he's buying time right now and still on appeal to actually serve his prison sentence he's been giving for defying the, Jan- the January 6th committee. Uh, so I'm just wondering if they're going to come back somewhere along the way and say, hey, by the way, that's a, that's a, a term of insurrection. Uh, you keep saying that over and over again. We're going we're gonna to file insurrection against you, just for saying those words. All right, your story. Let's hear, let's hear your story. Steve, yeah, hi. You got me, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And let's, let's hear your story. My daughter... She's 30 years old now, and she went to the University of Illinois, very liberal, and she comes from a conservative family, uh, me and mom. Anyway, she was getting, gay marriage was the rage at the moment, like, say, 2012, 2014, Maybe more. What? Anyway, she, she she was getting these arguments with the other girls about gay marriage. They legalized it, right? Yeah. Anyway, and before they legalized it, they they have these arguments. You know, oh oh, we should have gay marriage. And she was always like, I I don't agree with it. It's wrong. And and she would argue with them back and forth, argue, argue, argue. And then she well, said, let me stop yeah, you real quick. Let me stop you real quick here. Hold on. Let me stop you real quick here. Was it at that time, refresh my memory, was it at that time called a marriage or a union? Where the, first it was a union. I think they were okay with that. And somewhere along the way they were unhappy. says, you know what, a union is a marriage, but we want you to use the, the M word here as we're married. I think they did that for benefits, most likely to extract benefits for, for didn't, marriage. Didn't union may not give you benefits, but a marriage would. Go ahead. Didn't the actually the Supreme Court actually say, "Oh, uh, make gay marriage legal"? Back then, uh, twenty fourteen or something like that. I forget what year. Is that correct? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Right. I'd have to look that one up. I'm not sure. Yeah, 
Well, it, it was it was the rage. It, it was it, it was okay. up in the air. They, they it was not legal yet gay marriage. And anyway, she would argue with these other girls, and she was against it. And she said, you know, I don't think two men should get. That's not a marriage. That's that's wrong. And you know, and she was sticking to her guns, and then it, the, she says, "Dad, I had to use your your argument at the end," and she would say, "I don't think that they should have special rights because they like to put things in their arse," <laughs> and and the other girl would look at her and go, "Now you're getting gross." And Maggie would look well, at no, that's, them and go, well, what do you think exactly. they do? I mean, I'm sorry, but that's, yeah, what, that's what they do. Exactly. That's and, what I, it I mean, is. I mean, on the other side of the coin there, are, are her friends who are debating this, and they, they're okay with it, are they saying this is natural? This is all natural? Well, if it's natural, they, can't, they should be able to have children, and they can't have children, so we know it's an unnatural, unnatural act, unnatural act. It's nothing natural about it. No, I mean, I don't even have to play the religious card. I don't even have to play the religious card that it's a sin. It's just okay. not natural because you can't procreate. Correct, but, I mean, just even getting down to more brass tacks, the basic issue is they like to put things in, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it again, but, you know, it's, and then the other girl would go, now you're getting gross. And Maggie would look at him and go, exactly. And, you know, there you it's go. just so farcical. It's so ludicrous. Anyway, that's it, my cue. It, it is an odd time. It is an odd time. And where we are today of things that used to be shushed and things that were kept in the closet to now be paraded around, paraded. We even give you a whole month, and they get a whole special yeah, month like in that. June, and celebrate it, and it's now a very natural thing, and it's not natural. I'm sorry, it's not natural, okay? Correct. That's all I can say, it's not a natural act. It's an abnormality. It's like, uh, well, when did they change the, the code in 65 or something, the psychological blah, blah, blah? Uh, oh, the DM the DMV listed uh, homosexuality as a mental disorder. Uh, it goes back way, way back. I'm not sure right. when they finally. Uh, you know, I got to look it up. Uh, the transgender yeah. thing is in the DSM five, and it is a it's considered a mental illness. Uh, the homosexuality yeah, it was considered a mental illness, and then they changed it. Now it's not. <laughs> yeah, you know, come on. Yeah, if you like to do that. Type of thing. Well, it looks it looks bad. You know, why why do things change, Ed? Why do things change? Because it looks bad on them. It makes them. It gives them a label of being a, a homophobe or a xenophobe or, or some kind of phobia yeah. that you're you're afraid. And no, I'm not afraid of any things. I I simply know right and I simply know wrong. And I can say, I can say honestly, it's a it's not a natural act. And therefore, Correct. and I'm not even going to play the religious card. It's just not a natural act. If you can't procreate. It's not a natural act. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just an abnormality. Anyway, thank you so much, yeah. Steve. I appreciate your show. And uh, I was, I've was i been listening to John. Well, he's gone now. I'm sorry. Uh, God rest yeah. his soul. 
since yeah. uh, I used to the long wire antenna on the shortwave when he was back with Mark Corky and way back yeah. when yeah. I've been listening yeah. forever. And I support the network. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I, I miss him. I miss him all the time. I, I think about him quite a bit. Actually, he's in my studio here. I got a picture of him on the wall and here off to the side of me. And uh, I miss yeah. those phone calls, those late night phone calls where we would talk things out and get a little, get a little heated sometimes. And then after that was all over, he was like, you know, still love you, man. You're not mad at me. I said, no, no, no. We're talking about issues. Oh, yeah. We and talked I a few times and we got heated and, uh, yeah. You know, whatever, but no, I, I, I love the man, and uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Look, look what he built. I look the time that he came down here, spent a week with me as, as, a, as a really nice memory. Uh, John, Beautiful. amazed looking at alligators. I'm driving by, and there's an alligator, and a, just sitting out there, he's sunning cool. himself, and John jumps out of my car to grab his phone to go down to take a picture of the big gator. And I said, use your yeah. Zoom. You don't have to get so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a great, great, great man. Great man. Look what he, look what he made. You know, and it's still there. And God yeah, help us all. Yeah. All right, still going strong. All right, all right. Hey, thank you Ed, so thank much. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Airborne. All right. Bye. 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 Ah, that was a refreshing nice Five one two two four eight eight two five two. That's five one two two four eight eight two five two. I'm still hyped. I'm still worked up. I'm still thinking about this anniversary, this two-year anniversary here. And no matter how much money they take from us to hand over Ukraine, of course, there's no there's no uh, forensic audit. We have no idea where this money is going, who's filtering out, who's siphoning it off. But no matter how much money we send to Ukraine, it's not going to matter. No matter how much weapons we send to Ukraine, it's not going to matter when you run out of soldiers. When you run out of soldiers and people who know how to fight a war – it doesn't matter what you give them for monetarily. It doesn't matter what you give them for weapons, aircraft. It doesn't matter if you run out of soldiers. Right now, I think it's about 15 years old. Between 15 years old and 48 years old is the age group variance of what Ukraine is using to fight their war. They're soon to run out of a population that's going to be able to reproduce and build up the population of the number that have been killed in this war here. You're going to have very few Ukrainians to multiply there's gonna be lots of ukrainian women and there's no ukrainian boys to impregnate them your population is going to shrink it's going to shrink and when will we stop this nonsense of funding the war as a matter of fact it's interesting that vladimir putin had a diplomat contact ukraine now ready to negotiate terms a ceasefire, negotiate terms. Let's, let's, let's get to the table. Let's sit down and talk. Do you know who answered for Ukraine? Who answered for Ukraine? Ukraine didn't answer. The United States answered for Ukraine. A blatant no. No. The United States wants war. So now we must ask, why does the United States want war to continue? They're hammering the hell out of Ukraine. Ukraine is not going to win they, they've lost so much already. They have more to lose. It's going to be nearly over here pretty soon. Why does the United States speak for Ukraine, and why does the United States still want war? Why? Why? What's it for them? What's the benefit for the U.S. continuing to send the money to keep the war going when it's going to end? And you're going to, you're going to end up like Afghanistan. Worthless, Iraq. It, it's, it's a joke. 
a big giant money, money pit, and you lose the war. Your tail between your legs, it's over. I'm starting to look at uh, Zelensky. Zelensky is the ventriloquist dummy sitting on the knee of Joe Biden. Joe Biden being the ventriloquist. That the United States would answer, would answer for Ukraine on that that uh, decision or, or pop, you know possibility of sitting down and negotiating a ceasefire and sitting down and maybe working out some terms to end the war. To end the war, there's a possibility, and no, the United States says no. They answer for Ukraine. Think about that for a little bit. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Misty in Kansas, I want to hear from you. Call back. Call back. I miss you. Call me back. Uh, I think we got another call in the lineup here, and we do. We uh, we got Dan. Dan in Virginia. Welcome, Dan. Hi. Um, uh, is this Steve Elkins? Yes, it is. Okay. I wanted to uh, protest uh, the last caller that used uh, male homosexuals as an example because female homosexuals put things up their asses. Their, their tongue. Yeah, yeah, they do. They they do. I mean, it's homosexuality. Okay, let's just say, let's just yeah. not generalize. Let's not say, let's not say homosexuality, which we'd be referring to males. It is all homosexuality. It's same sex. Uh, lesbians, they do their own little thing. And uh, let's just say that Man should not lie with man, and woman should not lie with woman. That's not natural. And again, the argument of it's not natural because you cannot procreate. Mm. It, that's that's the facts. Those are facts. That's that's the facts. Well, listen. Can I correct you? You just used the word uh, lesbian. Uh, female homosexuals don't like to be uh, called homosexuals. That's why they used uh, lesbian or, or some other word. Yeah. And uh, it's totally disgusting. Uh, American public has just fallen right in line with their vocabulary. Yeah. And let's call them what they are. They're homosexuals. Yeah. It, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the lesbian part is just to distinguish themselves from males, male homosexuals that were lesbians yeah. and were female. But you know what? Uh, I mean... Bottom line, again, I'm saying it's it's just, and I, I don't go in that direction. But if you ask me my v, my viewpoint on it, I say it's not natural, and you can't procreate, so it's not natural. And yeah. I'm not going to discriminate against you. I work with homosexual people, and they don't pull, they don't take their their, they don't try to push their issues on me. They actually are very many, many of them are very embarrassed of how this is being handled because their agenda to push their agenda is actually a huge turnoff. And people are starting to hate that. And when they hate that, they hate them. And so they don't even want to be, a lot of these people I know are homosexuals, they do not want to be associated with that. They just want to yeah. remain themselves, be with themselves, their, their whatever, their lover, their, their significant other. And they don't want to make waves. They just want to live their lives. And they don't want to push their agenda. Hmm. Well, I don't push my know, agenda. Who's... What if I push my agenda? Pushing my agenda. My agenda of heterosexuality. You know, yes, you I think that'd be good. Women, women, women. I don't do it, but I, I could, but I don't. I don't. I think it'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> two hour, two hour show. Steve Elkins just talked about babes. That's all he talked about, babes. You know, I don't think I'd go too far. Really don't. But um, <laughs> good idea, Dan. But I don't think I'll try that one. Uh, anything else on your on your on your uh, plate there? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm done. Have a, have a blessed evening.
Bye-bye. Okay, you too. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Laura in Michigan. Welcome, Laura. Oh, Steve, I haven't talked to you for a while. And the uh, the argument to say two same-sex couples cannot consummate a marriage, which is against the law. I can prove it. If if a heterosexual couple get married and they never do it, never consummate, they get an annulment. Annulment means the marriage never happened. Yeah. So, so they cannot consummate. And you can look up Bouvier's law. It tells what consummation means. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, have yeah. all the rabbis or whatever you want at your wedding and wedding reception. So you consummate. You're not married. You know, like I said, I don't care what anybody does in the privacy of their home. I may not agree with it. I don't care. It's, but I don't well, like it. I'm just it trying to give you something. I don't like it shoved on my children. I don't want my children to be brainwashed and indoctrinated. And I don't want a, a queer story time hour with my kids. And uh, I just, that's just not appropriate. And uh, that's where I go with that. And I mean, if they want to do something in their own homes, I don't care. That's your problem. That's your business. But don't, don't bring your business out and then shove it down my throat and tell and, and shove it at my kids and tell me that uh, we have to accept it. No, I don't have to accept it. I don't have to accept it at all. I, you know, I have a choice. You have a choice of who I pick, decide to pick it, and put in my circle of trust, and to be a friend of mine. I have my choice of picking my own friends, and that's discriminating. But I have the right to do so. I have the right to discriminate who I want to be my friend and not be my friend. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they'll tell you, oh, no, oh, no, you have to love everybody. Well, I don't. I don't. And I'm not going to start now. I'm honest. At least I'm honest about it. Like I said, if they want to live their lives that way, fine. Good luck to you. I have no issues with you. It's only when you start to bring the agenda and on me and my children is that when I have a problem. Other than that, we can work together. Great. We'll have no problems. But if you cross the line in the sand, I'm going to say something about it. Fair enough. Steve, yeah. tolerating tolerance. Look what's gotten us. Look what well, that's what I said. I said to a church group about two weeks ago, I said, do you know how we got in this big mess? And she looked at me kind of puzzled. I said, do you know how we got in this big mess we're in right now? How everything is being tossed aside and this is accepted and now this is accepted and this is accepted. Do you know how we got here? She looked at me kind of puzzled and I said, one word beginning with the T, tolerance. Right. Tolerance leads to acceptance. And over time, yeah. they keep throwing the agenda at you. And after a while, tolerance of this, tolerance of this. Then comes a new agenda. Be tolerant of this agenda. And you have to be tolerant of that agenda. And then another agenda comes along. Another agenda comes along. And after a while, you know, basically, what is tolerance? Tolerance is putting up with something you don't agree with. Just tolerate it. I, I'm bothered by it. I don't like it. But I'm going to tolerate it. Tolerance over time leads to acceptance. You know what? I'm not willing to do that. And if it gives me a label, someone to slap a label on me, go for it. I don't care. Because I stand for what I stand for. Leave well, it at that. Thanks for taking my call, Steve. I just want to give people an argument. It works every time. 
Yeah, yeah, we, we have the argument, like I said, and, and why is it the argument? Thing. It's an argument. Is it yeah, good? It's an argument only because they keep continuing to shove it down your throat with, with these holidays. Uh, Pride Month. I mean, come on. Come on. I don't know. Oh. All right. Th thanks for the call, Laura. Appreciate the call. Okay, thank 512 248 That's 512-248-8252. Let's talk about what happened on Saturday. What happened on Saturday? Well, we had the Republican primary. Donald Trump slam dunk. Did a little 360 like Michael Jordan coming down, slam dunk, claiming 60.4%. And the backstabber Nikki Haley, 39%. Somebody forgot to tell the people of South Carolina that Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy, they dropped out of the race, guys. Where have you been? They dropped out. Ron DeSantis, 0.4%. Ramaswamy, 0.1%. Amazing. People actually voted. They, I, I didn't know. I, I thought they were still in the race. You know, smack them on the forehead. You get the Marty McFly Award, all right? If you don't know that Ron DeSantis has dropped out and Vivek Ramaswamy has dropped out and Chris Christie's dropped out and you're voting for candidates who dropped out, smack them on the forehead and say you get the Marty McFly Award. Marty McFly. I have never met anybody by the name of McFly. Never. I've seen some odd names in my life. I have never met a McFly. I wonder if, really, is there somebody in the telephone book? If you, if you start going through the white pages, if you can find those things anymore, you start going through the white pages, wait, my God, there is, there's a dozen of them. They're probably all related, probably met at a family reunion. You know, got a date, family reunion. You know what I'm going with that one. But I've never met a Marty McFly or a McFly. Let's talk about Big Fanny Willis. Big Fanny Willis. I got to laugh. I sent something over to Charlie Kirk. We were talking back and forth. And I got a laugh that Charlie Kirk was absolutely correct. I saw her today in a very tight dress that showed every dimple and every little bump on her little rump. She has a big fanny. She has a big fanny. Big fanny Willis. Well, you know, thank goodness. Uh, thank God for, for cell phone records. And we're finding out Fanny Lewis, Fanny Willis, I'm sorry. Has, uh, has lied to us. She's perjured herself. She's been having a relation with the unattractive, frown-faced black man, Nathan Wade. And if there's any black people out there you know, or any black people listening to this network, and you happen to be black and you happen to be bald, please smile. Please smile. I don't want you to be mistaken for this affirmative action idiot, ambulance-chasing attorney. He looks like a miserable miserable person he he's not a nice guy nathan wade but big fanny willis and nathan wade have been busted i guess we'll find out tomorrow on monday that they will be uh taken off the case against donald trump which means they should really basically null and void the whole lawsuit against donald trump because it's it's ridiculous how can you get sued for defamation to character essentially what's going on here because you didn't believe the results of an election. Well, you have a First Amendment right to say, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. They're going to come after me. 
I believe that the Georgia election was fraudulent. Yes, I do. I do. And I watched also the video, just as you watched the video, you went to YouTube and Rumble, of the ballot boxes coming out, the election observers pushed out, we're done counting for the night, we'll see you tomorrow morning, and the whole fraudulent scanning the ballots at nighttime here. All, of course, were for Joe Biden. Amazing. All those votes came at one time. Boom. Biden, 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 Biden. Yeah, I saw it. I watched the video. I watched the documentary, 2,000 Mules. I know it's fraud. I'm using logic here. We all should be using logic. A man who stays in the basement, who does not campaign, who cannot pull a, a large crowd for a rally, does not, does not become president. It's impossible. You have to campaign. You have to go out there, and when you do go out there, you can't, you can't have 50 people in a gymnasium. It doesn't count. When you looked on the other side, Donald Trump filling up a stadium of people. Everywhere you saw Trump signs, MAGA, 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 MAGA. And, and you got Joe Biden hiding out in the, uh, in the basement, not being seen. And when he does come out, he says something stupid. You know, it's, it's a no-brainer. I'm sorry, but the election was stolen. Even Obama knows that. And Obama wanted to blow it. I can tell Obama wanted to bust that one wide open and say, hey, Joe, you're a stupid idiot. Remember how Obama used to describe Joe Biden? I mean, we even have records of it. If you give it to Joe Biden, he'll F it up. <laughs> How's that? The man as president says his, his vice president is a screw-up. Now, a guy who's ruining the economy... Record inflation, an invasion of the southern border, millions coming in the country, taxes going up, crime going up, endless money to Ukraine and Israel. Got more things to add to the list there. That guy gets voted back in. You know, even Democrats realize that this guy's a dead horse. It's a dead horse. They don't even like him. I mean... I'm losing money. They're losing money. Democrats are losing money, too. Yeah, there's a handful of high hierarchy uh, Democrats that are making lots of money. But your average Joe Democrat's losing money. Why are you still a Democrat? Become an independent. At least do that. Don't stay with the party that's, that's killing, killing your income, hurting your lifestyle, bringing down your quality of life. Don't stay with the parties doing that. Denounce them both if you want to. That's what I do. Denounce the Republicans. Denounce the Democrats. They're both terrible. They're both not working for us. We made an independent. That's where I go with that. 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. Coming up on our break here in a little bit. Uh, I wanted to bring something to your attention here. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to try to get this in here. I want you to put on your thinking cap here and think about this. Your little food for thought. I wrote this about two weeks ago. I wanted to end with it last weekend, and I couldn't, but I'm going to start now. Looking outside the box that Donald Trump was set up on the classified documents case against him. Here's a likely scenario. 
Donald Trump has the authority to declassify documents at the end of his presidency. True? Yes, true. Once they are declassified, he has the right to take those documents home with him. True? Yes, true. What might have happened? When we come back after a short commercial. Stay tuned. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February... Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply, plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. Or visit extendivite.com. That's X T E N D O V I T E.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. 
Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Trump classified documents that I don't believe were classified documents. Like I said, he has the right to declassify documents and take them with him at the end of his presidency. That's very normal. A lot of people do that. And uh, that's, I believe, what, so that's exactly what was done. It was uh, classified documents. They wouldn't put him on. They wouldn't put the documents on the floor and then film the documents because we could all simply bring it in a little bit closely and see what the uh, classified documents were. So you know, there's there's one of the tippers right there to tell you that if they were classified documents, they wouldn't lie them on the floor and have the have the media take a pan, uh, global pan picture of the documents go along. And there they are. There they are on the floor. We could simply. Uh, blow this up a little bit and find out what the documents were. So they're not classified. There's no way. They were not classified. So here's what I think likely what might have happened here, probably what happened. And the classified documents were placed in Donald Trump's home, his exit box. Uh, they were placed in his exit box, basically. You know when you're when you're packing up your stuff and you have people helping you? Uh, you may just, you know, may not always be there. You tell your staff, you know, I want to... Pack this stuff up, pack this stuff up, no problem, okay. Do you go back behind and make sure that what they've packed in your box is what you actually told them to, to, to pack in there? Maybe they slid something in there. Maybe they you know, hey, slip a file in there. Here's a classified one. We'll put it in here. We'll hide it between here. And, of course, they, uh, the, the, the FBI gets tipped off. A classified document is missing. And they just happen to say, well, let's go to Donald Trump's house. And there they are. Let's lay them across the floor. Um this is this is probably I believe this is what happened because I wouldn't stand there and watch all my pl- employees uh, pack my boxes if I was leaving office. I wouldn't do that. I'd, I'd be doing other things. I would trust my staff. But again, what did he hire? Or what did he keep in in the Oval Office? At least around him, he had a lot of spying, a lot of spying going on. People there behind corners and taking little notes and ways to take him down. This is what happens when you don't clean house. By the way, when you don't clean house and get rid of the holdovers from the last administration. This is what you have to put up with. I hope he's learned a valuable lesson if he gets back in to clean house. If you associate associated with Joe Biden, you're out of here, man. And don't Go pull home that to mommy. crap on me. Yeah. Don't pull that crap on me that that I I am a dictator and the dictator is getting all his people together because he's a dictator. No, I'm building my team. I'm building a team here to do 
America's work. We work for you. I'm building my team. So my guess is somebody may have placed a classified documents possible in his exit folders there as he left. And of course, they get the tip off and we go check out the check out these document boxes. Of course, uh, you know, that's just a theory I have. Um, it's 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 quite possible. Understanding what the CIA and the FBI have been doing the last couple of years with Russia Gate and other things. Uh, blowing up the pipeline, yeah, and all that stuff. All the lies we've been told. All I mean, think about all the lies you've been told. You know, Pat Tillman was killed by uh, enemy fire. No, he was killed by his own men, and then they covered covered that up. How many lies do you have to be told by the by this government here until you finally realize that the government's a liar? Treat and understand that the government is like a cheating ex-wife. Okay, don't trust her. Don't trust her. I only cheated on you one time. I won't ever cheat on you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're out of here. You're out of here. Uh, no, I don't think so. So think of it that way. Uh, my guess is, like I said, he was set up. Set up because they knew he was going to, at some point in time, reapply. He said, I got to get back in the Oval Office there. And they had to find ways all along the way. They had to start setting up their obstacles all along the way to make sure that'll never happen. I mean, just look what they're doing. Again, but this New York... Uh, deal here, this award of $355 million. He actually has to put up to $355 million before he can even file his appeal. And now they're trying to stop the appeal process. What? Because he can put the money up, but they want to stop the appeal process. No, he has every right to appeal the decision. Well, we're trying to find ways not to allow him to appeal. He has every right to appeal. Do you know why they don't want him to appeal? Because I know a higher court will kick this out because, again, in this supposed fraud case, a finance case in New York City, there in New York, that there is no victim. Absolutely no victim. There's no victim. There is no crime. The banks got paid. Kevin O'Leary said, this is how we do business. He may hyperinflate our properties a little bit. We go to the bank, and they have their own insurance appraisers, and they look over the property, and they say, well... Maybe, nah, I don't think so. I don't think it's worth $300 million, Trump. I think it's worth $250 million. And we'll give you a loan based on that at this interest rate. Will you accept it? And they go back and forth. They haggle until they finally come to some understanding agreement. And everybody's happy. The bank gets their money. Donald Trump gets to build his building. No harm, no foul. There is no victim. There is no crime. This has been, uh, this is a trolling. This is a, throwing a big cast net out there and trolling and try to find something, but you don't have a victim. You have nobody crying victim. This is what I talk about lawfare. This is lawfare. It will be kicked out on appeal, and he won't pay a penny. He's not going to pay a penny to E. Jean Carroll either. She's a crazy woman. She won't get a penny for the woman who has no memory of anything. Where it happened, I mean, where it happened. It happened in a, uh, a dressing room in a big department store. You have any witnesses? No. You have to take my word for it. You don't have to take my word for it. Yeah. We'll take your word for it. Let's go back to the phones and talk to JR in Florida. Welcome, JR. JR, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. There you go. Um,. Be quite honest with you. At what point in time 
is it a threshold going to be met before the absolute, if we wish to identify it as this, the American majority is going to realize where they're at in history and what's being put upon us and the uh, I can I can answer that Jr. I can answer that Jr. And here what here's what it is. People are waking up. They're seeing that the intelligence agencies have been weaponized. They see that uh, the judicial process has been weaponized against Donald Trump. They realize one after another. I mean, this is common sense stuff here to say. Now you're going after this. Now you're going after this. Now you're going after this. One after another. It's all to delay him and deter to deter him from proceeding forward of trying to get back in the Oval Office. We all recognize it now. This is not rocket science. It's so obvious that they're weaponized, these agencies, to take him down because they can't debate him. Their policies are not defendable. They can't defend their policies because it's driving down everything. It's hurting this country. Our reputation is at stake here. Everything is going in the wrong direction, which means we can't win. They cannot win on their policies. Say it this way. The shit hits the fan. Shit hits the fan. If this next election is stolen, Jr. The shit hits the fan because we will all know the guy we see on TV who stumbles and mumbles and he doesn't make sense. He's shaking hands with death, dead presidents, and his son's alive or he's not alive now. We're going to see. They'll all see it. Everyone will see it. Will know 100% that this was a stolen election because that kind of guy doesn't get voted back in. By the way, are you in Florida right now or are you in, are you in Georgia? I'm still in Georgia. Oh, you come um, up on Florida here. It says you're Florida. I thought maybe you went across the state line. Maybe you're over there, state line there somewhere. Okay. No, I wish I was in Florida. Well, let me, in regards to my... Yeah, let me, let me point out something. Let me point out something with this, this award, this verdict against Donald Trump. Of three hundred fifty-five million dollars in New York, he said. Now, for some reason, now this is coming out. I don't know why the playlist, the uh, the, the strategy by the by the Trump team is waiting so, you know, sitting down and, and waiting and waiting and waiting before they throw out these things. He simply had to th- throw out there the the Eighth Amendment. I'm going to read the Eighth Amendment to you here. Excessive bail should not be required, nor excessive fines imposed nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. This is your Eighth Amendment. Now, let's say let's say for some reason he broke in some law. He didn't break a law. Like I said, there's no victims, there's no law, there's no crime. A $355 million verdict and judgment, a three-year ban, and your children get a two-year ban? This excessive. It's especially excessive... Because there's no victim. If there were a victim, I still would say it's excessive. But there is no victim here. No victim, no crime. This will be one on appeal. Unless, unless we have a corrupt and crooked Supreme Court who's been bought off or being blackmailed to look the other way and say lawfare exists, it's going to continue, and they're not going to stand in the way of it. Then you'll know your own Supreme Court are, are basically a bunch of communists who are siding with Joe, and this is the tactics they use to eliminate the, your political opposition 
because you cannot debate them on the issues. It'll be 100% confirmed. We live in a communist country. The, the Constitution does not exi exist anymore. We no longer have a rule of law if this election is stolen. JR, hang with me, man. Hang with me. Do not give up. Do well, not give you up. Just made, you just made a clear and distinctive statement in regards to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. They are bought and sold, sold for. We both know this. Dude, we served our country under Ronald Reagan. We, under, we are critical, what they identify as critical thinkers. We right. have the ability and capacity to do mathematical equations. And we've seen what's happened to this country. Now for the past 30 years, you and I are the same generation, brother. Yep. Yep. We're the same bloodline. We love freedom. Yeah, we do. And we we see this each and every year of our lives passing before us, passing away. I'm going to give you a little prediction, Jr. and I, I blew up. Last week, I was a bad week for me. I was very angry. I was a very angry man. My mom even said, you got to calm down. My wife is saying, you know, you got to pull away a little bit. And I was angry because you and I do understand the freedoms that we had. We had so many freedoms when we were young growing up. Boy, you could go here. You could do this. You could do that. And now I look around, and in COVID, it it, it, it creeped along, it creeped along, and then COVID came and made it even worse. And now here we are trying to go backwards and get our rights and our freedoms back. It's very difficult. Until we do have a revolution and the people wake up to saying uh, the Congress is all crooked, they're all crooked, they're all bought off working for themselves, the Supreme Court is, has all have, are all being blackmailed, they're bought off also, and we're not going to take it anymore. We liked our rights and freedoms and we're not going to stand by and uh, have tyranny right there in our faces, new, raw, new laws and more tyranny here and there. We're not going to put up with that. Take our guns away? I mean, come on. I mean, everything they're trying right now, we all realize now where this is going and headed. And I hate to see it. Mike Rivera and I talk about it. And he says, I perceive I don't want to see a, a war. I said, Mike, I, don't think, I think it's inevitable. We'll have it. And you have to participate. You have to be ready to go. You can't you can't run away from the war. You got to fight it head on, and uh, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And I would say this even if I didn't have a daughter and grandchildren, I'd say it's the right thing to do. I grew up with rights and freedoms. I want to die with rights and freedoms as they were given to me by God, not a government. God, inalienable rights. These are my God-given rights. You're not going to remove them you got a fight on your hand, and I'm going to need you, Jr. in the trench next to me. I want you in my foxhole. I want you, people like you, in my foxhole. When the bastards and the commies come, I want you with me. It's the right thing to do. It's the right well, thing to do. It's like I've told my son. <laughs> I hate to say this. I'm 62 years old, just like you. 
Yep. And I've reached the time point, the threshold. My heart is broken. And I cry tonight as I speak to you. I'm willing to take that bullet to protect that young man behind me who's going to fight for the freedom of his family. I reached that age. I'm willing to take that bullet. I'm 62 damn years old, and I'm willing to get in the foxhole yep. and get my yep. dad gum brains blown out. Just yep. protect the next guy behind me. You, you know, there's, I, there's know a, I, sound, I sound like a fool. No, no. There's a line in a movie I talked about a couple weeks ago um, with Kevin Klein, The Emperor's Club. And one of, the, one of the lines I just love so much is, how will history remember you? How will history remember you? And for many of us, our, our, our stories have already, our books are, of our life have already been written. Many of us still have work to do and, and ways to go to accomplish our goals. I don't think, I think that's why I'm still here. I'm not gone. I'm not dead. Because I still have more to do, more work to do. And it's the right thing to do. How will history remember you? I apologize for my statements previously. But I have such a guilt, such a passion for my kids and grandkids. Yep. I'm sorry to see this, this country passing away like it is. It disturbs me, Steve, and I, I appreciate you talking to me this evening. And, You're uh, welcome. You're welcome. Now, I, I enjoy talking to you. I really do. I think we connect in so many ways. We we had some dis disagreements in the past. Uh, I'm not one to hold grudges. I really not. Uh, I not. We disagree. We disagree. Uh, we agree. Um, I think you're on the right page. I just need to, I, I thought about you quite a bit over the weekend. I said to my wife before I went in the studio, I said, I hope JR's listening tonight. I want him to have hope still. Do you remember that line in Shawshank Redemption? Do you remember that, that line at the very end? Hope is a good thing. Hope is a good thing. But you know what? Hope's not going to get us to where we need to go. We're actually going to have to push back. We're going to have to fight. Hope is great. You can't give up hope, but you can't move on to initiate the fight and defend yourself if you don't first start off with hope. Hope you know, is a good thing. Great, no great line thing. in the movie, Shawshank Redemption. Hope is a good thing. No, you make a very good point. That's, a, that's one topic of conversation I've had with my children. My I mean, if, if you look at that movie, you look at that movie, how many hardships did that poor guy have? He got convicted on a crime he didn't commit. Wrong place, wrong time. Lousy lawyer. Gets thrown in jail for life. He's getting raped in prison. He's getting beat up in prison. There's many times he could have taken his life. Some of the while away he decided, you know, I'm going to try something here. And he found maybe a possibility of a way to, to escape these people and get away. And he got the last laugh. The best part of the movie is... He got the best of these evil people. He got the best of them, Jr. He didn't give up. He busted them. The guy and the guy taking his own life. The guards all went to prison who, who were doing these atrocities. He got the best of them, and he had a pocket full of money that he'd stolen 
from that corrupt warden that he'd filtered through the channels. He won the game. He, he got the best of them. Hope is a good thing. And I'm going to say that hope is all we have. And our hope is hope is what we have that solidifies our belief and our faith. Our hope, our hope for eternal life is nothing, just a little measure of faith. And that's what we are. Us who believe in the sanctity of life, and us who believe that know we are sinners and not worthy of eternity. We are just blessed by the blood of Christ and our hope in something we cannot see, we cannot touch it, we cannot even sometimes believe in it, how great that hope and grace is. And I'm sorry, Steve, to preach to you and to your listeners and your callers. I appreciate no you being on the airwave. And I, I, I appreciate you being out there and calling into the show because you bring something to the show. You bring a lot of information. You bring passion. And that's what I need to keep people. I need keep, to keep people hoping and, and thinking about what their next move is going to be. We have to be ready. We have to be ready for what comes next. We can't be caught off guard because these people are organized and they're, well, they're really well funded. And we have to be very organized in what we're going to do for an attack plan also. And I hate to see it happen, but the point is it's the fight that's worth fighting. It's your life. It's your livelihood. It's your children. It's their children. It's your future. It's the future of America. And I'm going to leave it at that, Jr. because I got one more call to take in. But I appreciate your call, and I appreciate your passion. Hang in there, brother. Hang in there, okay? All right, dude. Thank you for your time. You got God it. Bless you. John in Kansas, you're up next. What's going on? John in Kansas. I want to, to leave you with something. It's a quote from Michael Hopp. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard who's times. The, who, who's the, Who's the author I just want to leave you with that. Now, hold on a second. Who's the author? Who's the author behind that? What's that? Who, who, who said uh, these words? Who's the author behind this? Michael Hopf. Okay. Spell last night, please. H-O-P-F. H-O-P-S. Okay. Easy enough. I'll look that one up. I like that a lot. Do you know what? Hardship, bring, hardship builds character. Does it not? It does. Hardship builds care. If if our lives were so easy, we'd never we'd never mature and be the good people that we we strive to be because we'd never had hardship. Like these elites who have everything handed to them, they have all the money in the world. They don't understand hardship, and therefore their characters are lacking. Right, I, I agree one hundred percent. hardship builds character, and there and there's, that, a, there's a big what deficit. That quote is is hard times yep. create strong men. That's I love. Thank we, you, you know, very much. We for always that. want we always want better for our offspring. Strong men create good times. Hey, and strong men will build this country. Weak men. Yeah. Strong men will build this country. Yes, sir. If we have a rule, if we have a rule of law, we return back to the rule of law. 
we, t we get rid of the administrative restrictive state there and we go back to a constitution, we can build this country to be something very special and get away from the uh, military industrial complex of making war everywhere we go. We could be a great country again. If we, yes, sir, if we just, just if we can get back to common law. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much, John. I love the call. Appreciate it. Well, there's our music. That completes our show this evening. Back again on next Sunday for another ramped up, exciting show on Off the Beaten Path. I'll try to cool off between now and next Sunday. Health, happiness, and safe travels. We will talk again. Good night. hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.